I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 73. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. And that's where the name of the podcast comes from, Colossians 3, verse 2, where Paul says, set your minds on things above. Because setting our minds on good thoughts and on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, true, biblically-based thoughts from above isn't easy. And that's frankly, why I started this podcast. I'm doing it for myself, and hopefully it's a benefit to you as well, to provide for you in each episode a thought from above that we can put our minds on for a while that might just, in fact, give our hearts some encouragement and maybe even put a smile on our face and give us some hope. Today's thought from above is this. It is a season of lament. In this episode, I want to talk about Grammar. Now, that's not the most exciting topic, is there? I mean, grammar, really, isn't that the subject that we wanted to avoid in school? Well, here's the thing. Grammar is actually really important, and we use it all the time. You may think you don't know grammar, but you know grammar actually just by virtue of having learned how to speak, because proper grammar is what we learn when we're trying to figure out how to communicate. In fact, the definition of grammar is this. It's a coherent structure that allows us to communicate effectively. I'll say that again. It's a coherent structure that allows us to communicate effectively. And so we learn grammar in the same way that we're learning words and putting together sentences, but we learn how to put them together in such a way that we can communicate well with other people. Grammar is, for example, how we know that Yoda talks funny. Because Yoda says, the greatest teacher failure is. And you go, wait, what? The greatest teacher failure is? He didn't say that right. (laughs) Well, he should have said, you know, failure is the greatest teacher. But he, you know, he flips it around. He changes subject and objective and, and verb and all that sort of thing. But... In the end, we can still figure it out. It's just a little harder, right, when Yoda does it. It's kind of cool, but it's a little more difficult. Grammar actually matters because it helps us to learn how to communicate. And that's, I think, really important because if we're going to communicate well, we need to have some sense of what grammar is. And I was thinking about grammar actually during this season when we are still struggling with this pandemic, and particularly because I think there's a challenge for us to know how to navigate through what we feel. Previously in this podcast, I've quoted that great line from Shakespeare's masterful play, The Tragedy King Lear, where toward the end of the play, we find this line, the weight of this sad time we must obey, speak what we feel not what we ought to say. I know for me personally, that's been a, a challenge through this season is, is having so many feelings and not knowing how to navigate them or how to communicate them 
Uh, should I have that feeling? Should I not have that feeling? Should I feel this more or feel that less? And that's a challenge, I think. But you know what is so wonderful is that we have this incredible gift that God has given us in the Bible, and in particular, in the Psalms. Let me just say this. I've heard a lot of not-so-good theology in this season, but I've also heard some people really struggle with what they should and shouldn't feel in this season. For example, I overheard someone, you know, talking to someone and one person was sharing how they were feeling and another person said, well, you just really shouldn't feel that way because, you know, you should just trust in God. And I understood what the person was saying when they said that. Um, They didn't mean to be mean, but I I found it discouraging because it was a way of sort of saying, "You, you shouldn't feel that right now. And I think we need to be careful in this season and say, you know, let's Let's obey this sad time and speak what we feel, not what we ought to say. And the wonderful thing is, is that in the scriptures, we have this wonderful example of the right kind of grammar of our faith, because our faith does have a grammar. It has a coherent structure. And we find it in the Psalms, particularly the Psalms of lament. Let me explain. So there are are lots of different types of Psalms. Okay, so this is the the book in the Old Testament known as the Psalms. It's a funny spelling, P-S-A-L-M-S. And the Psalms really are songs. It sounds like the word song. Psalms are songs. But they're also prayers in the way that they're constructed. They they sound like prayers as if the, the, the writer of the Psalm is speaking directly to God. And in many cases, they are speaking directly to God. And there's lots of types of Psalms. Um, the three main types of psalms are praise, psalms that just give thanks. They're praising God for, oh, you know, you are a great God and you are wonderful. You're so majestic and powerful. And then there are psalms of thanksgiving. That's another dominant type of psalm where the psalmist is, is reciting all the great things God has done, and they're giving thanks for that. But there's another type of psalm. In fact, it's a, a large percentage of the psalms are these, and they are psalms of lament. L-A-M-E-N-T, Psalms of Lament, there are a whole bunch, a large portion of the Psalter, that's the Psalms in general, the bigger version for the book itself. Many of the Psalms are Psalms of Lament. And I think it's instructive at a time like this, I know it has been for me, to look at these Psalms of Lament, because what they do, the Psalms have a coherent pattern or a structure or a grammar, if you will, that help us to communicate. And I found it really helpful in this season to use the Psalms of Lament in my own spiritual life, in my own formation and life with God. Christina Fox writes this about the Psalms of Lament. She writes, the Psalms of Lament share a common structure and pattern Nearly all the laments move from the negative to positive, from sorrow to joy, and from fear to trust. The laments represent the journey of the soul. What I love about the Psalms and how I use them in my own personal life is that they are prayers. So I'll take a Psalm and for a whole week, I'll live into that. I'll I'll, I'll pray it every day to where that psalm actually becomes my prayer. It's, it's actually speaking for me, and it's shaping and forming me in, in the process of doing that. 
And one of the things that I appreciate about the Psalms of Lament is that, by and large, most of these Psalms have a pattern in that there are three parts to the Psalms of Lament. So the first part of most of the Lament Psalms uh, begin with a crying out to God. And they don't clean it up. They don't try to make it nice. They just say, God, where are you? Or how long, you know, will I continue to suffer? And then second, they move into this uh, kind of petition. They're asking God for help. They're begging for relief where the psalmist is saying, Lord, come and help us. Help, help me now in the midst of this. And then third, they end with responding with trust and praise. And what's unique about this, too, is that it's always uh, within the context of remembering what God has done in the past. So let me illustrate what I mean by these, these kinds of psalms of lament using uh, Psalm 13. Psalm 13 is a, a short psalm. It's only six verses. But within this psalm, you, you, you see all of these three parts. So let, let me just listen now to Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have prevailed. My foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. You can see within this psalm these three parts, right? It begins with this crying out to God, saying, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? And then asking God for help, right? Lord, answer me. Come to me. Give light to my eyes. But then it ends with responding with trust and praise, where the psalmist says, But I've trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I'll sing to the Lord because he's dealt bountifully with me. Do you hear that? I will sing to the Lord because, because why? Because he has dealt bountifully with me. In other words, the God who has been faithful to me in the past, I will have confidence that he will be faithful to me in the future. A few weeks back on an episode with Dr. Bill Galtier, I asked him to talk about these Psalms of Lament, and Bill said something on the podcast, and I, I went back and listened, and I actually wrote down something he said that really stuck with me. And this is what Bill said on the podcast. He said, The Psalms of Lament articulate the range of human emotions. They help us to accept them, and they help us to pray that emotion in a way that integrates faith and trust. Now, I listened back to the podcast, you know, I played it back and I listened, I had to stop it. I thought, wow, that's a big, important statement. The Psalms of Lament first, what? Articulate the range of human emotions. That's what they do. They help us to express what we're feeling. I don't have words for this. But then the Psalm of Lament says, here's it is, right? How long, O Lord? 
And isn't that what many of us are feeling in this season? Like, how long? How long will life continue to be the way it is? How long will people suffer? How long will loved ones, people that we know, you know, suffer and struggle, whether it's health or loss of employment or all, like, how long, Lord? I mean, it says it for us. And it helps us to accept them, to say, look, this isn't wrong to feel this way. And then they help us to pray that emotion, to take the emotion and not bottle it up, but let it out in prayer in a way that, as Bill said, integrates faith and trust. Because in the end, you have that sense where the psalmist is saying, you know what, but I'm going to praise you. I'm going to nevertheless trust in you and in your goodness because you have been good to me in the past. And I'm confident that that same God who's been with me and blessed me, all the things that I've needed, has you've done that before. I'm confident that you'll do it again. And that's why in this season, I would encourage you to pray the Psalms of Lament and even memorize them, like Psalm 13 that I just looked at. It's only six verses. And when you memorize a passage, you can then pray it like it's going to come out of you because you've memorized it. And you can, day or night, just sort of live into that and let it become your prayer. Because as Bill's saying, it articulates, this is how I'm feeling, this sort of how long, right? Crying out to God and then ask for help because that's what we want to do. And God wants us to, to, to reach out and say, this is genuinely how I'm feeling. And this is what I'm asking for. I'm asking that you be with me, that you somehow come to our aid, to our rescue. And then to respond ultimately with confidence and trust and say, you know what, God, in the midst of it, though, I'm still going to believe in you in this time of trial, in this dark night of the soul that we are living through. I'm still going to find a way to believe that you're good. You know, this is a, a difficult, challenging season on so many levels. It's, it's painful, obviously, in terms of people's health, people who have gone on to glory, have graduated to glory sooner than they should have. And that's because of this, this virus. And it's so heartbreaking to hear the news. And especially when we know someone, I actually know someone who's, who's on a ventilator right now and is, is struggling. And, you know, when it's a real person that you know, you, you feel this at a very deep level. And then, as I mentioned, on the financial level, so many people filing for unemployment and bankruptcy and struggling in this season just to get by and wonder, how will I you know, survive this financially? And then mentally, uh, we know the toll that this is taking on us and um, the, the sadness, the depression, the anxiety. Uh, I was just visiting with my family the other night that I, I, in my own life, can feel this kind of anxiety fatigue that... It's like, wow, and when you carry this and it's constant, it, it is very tiring and it's a painful season for all of us. No question about that. And that's why I love having the scriptures because they help me live into this reality. It's, it's not as if we shouldn't feel these things. We should. In fact, the scriptures are telling us this is how we connect with God. This is the grammar of our faith. This is a structure, a coherent structure that helps us to communicate. So I pray that you will take these psalms of lament and say, you know what, I'm going to live into these and I'm going to pray these and I'm going to let them pray for me and in me and through me in this season where I will cry out to God in honesty and I'll ask for help 
and I will still remember that God has been good to me in the past, and He will be with me in the present and in the future. I hope you'll join me next week for episode 74. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith, and you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above. <laughs>